Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor. I'm joined here by Brady, Caden, and Brandon, and we're going to be talking about the uh, CONCACAF USA uh, men's team versus the Mexican men's team. Uh, this match happened last night, and it was a 3-0 victory for the U.S., and uh, got definitely ugly in the second half, but guys, what were your thoughts on this performance by the team? Uh, honestly, it was a, I, I don't think I've ever seen the U.S. men's team look this good. Like, my entire team watching. They were just beaming with confidence the entire second half, even with all those red cards. Led by Captain America mm-hmm. himself. And, and, it, and it seemed like every single time we'd get into a fight or, you know, something, like, you know, bad physically would happen to one of our players, that player either just got better, a whole team mm-hmm. as a whole, like, got collectively better. You sensed a, a surge of energy mm-hmm. throughout the game every time something they like were that just, would happen. They were just feeding off of Mexico's energy the entire time. And it was just... I think we were just flowing, especially Valeri and Balogun making his debut. Uh, Chris Richards, I believe, was the uh, defender, the center back we, we had. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his uh, U.S. men's team. He looked good. He, he did look good. good. He kept a clean sheet. So uh, can't argue about that. The news broke as well of uh, Craig Berhalter coming back to be oh. the, the coach, coming back to the helm of the United States men's national team. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot to get into. And it's, I, it's kind of a shame because I feel like the news of – Halter coming back overshadowed their performance and mm-hmm. the dominance and yeah. just the fucking display of what was on the pitch that we saw last night, you know, yeah. whether it was Pulisic getting two goals and the the men's team of the U.S. just dominating Mexico's team or all the all the shit we saw in the second half, three or four red cards, like nine yellow cards, mm-hmm. just fucking faces or players' hands and other players' faces, yeah. jerseys getting ripped, um, McKinney kissing the United States logo on his ripped jersey. Man, what a game what a, that was. What a patriot, too. Yeah. McKinney. McKinney was going off, bro. And yeah. just all around, you'd love to see that from from your national team, especially your national soccer team. And mm. I feel like this is just continuing the trend of, um, the upward trend of the national team for mm. our for our country and the performance of the World Cup and our just performance as of late. It's just... The trend in here in our homeland with soccer, whether it's the MLS, the USL, our United States men's team, has just continued to rise. Mm-hmm. And last night just helped us out even more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with uh, Messi coming to town. You know, No matter where, you know, either it's Messi or it's Ronaldo, you see these most influential figures in the entire world when you really think about it. Like, there's, there's some of the most influential figures in the sports world there has ever been. And you know wherever they go, they bring light to that area. And you see Cristiano Ronaldo going to the Saudi League. I didn't see any Saudi League tweets before he went there. Now I'm seeing them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like now you didn't really see a lot of MLS tweets. Now you're gonna see them all the time. But it's just as a whole, wherever these guys go, you see Messi going to America. America is now just gonna their whole market for soccer is just expanding like crazy. And we're. We're seeing a, a moment where we're starting to see the fruits of our labor of mm-hmm. actually starting to implement these youth academies and yeah. having our um, men's players come up through these academies mm-hmm. and start filling in these roles on the starting team mm-hmm. and playing in the World Cup, playing in the Conquer Cup, and now going to the finals. And and whether it's Pulisic, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, yeah. Serginho Dest, you know, mm-hmm. like Gio Reyna, Brendan Aronson, there's all these names, mm-hmm. they're all also in their prime. like. None of these players are older than like 26, 25 yeah. years old, you know, and they're mm-hmm. all hitting their prime with Pulisic leading the way. Like, exactly. The yeah. sky's the limit for this team, man. Mm-hmm. But, and this, this is just the, the potential. Coming up. 
The World Cup's gonna be here as well. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. In America. We gotta do a tea time reports live episode from yeah, one of the grounds Miami. when we're going. Yeah. We're going to one of those games. To Messi's? Oh, whether it's Messi's or a World Cup game. We're gonna we might have to wait till twenty twenty five because Messi's tickets have been sold out for like the next year and a half already. Jeez. Talk about the fucking influence of that, dude. Yeah, he also crazy. surpassed uh, Selena Gomez on Instagram, I think, for the most followers. Mm. Wow. Yeah, ever since his move for the U.S. Mm. And it, like like you guys were just saying, that the whole market for the U.S. soccer is kind of just exploding. Yeah. Um, you see it with ticket prices and just popularity and just overall just trends and stuff. And um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see like what other stars and gems are out there, especially over here. Yeah. You know, coming up from USL or even MLS and stuff like that. Think of Cowell. Yes, I mean, there's... Ryan Spaulding? Ryan Spaulding? Oh, Spaulding is oh, a, little bit, a little bit too much past Spaulding's time for him to scout up. Oh, it's not. It's never. But uh, we are seeing guys like <laughs> Ricardo Pepe, the super sub, came in against El Salvador, scored the game-winning goal in like nine minutes. I mean, why can't Ryan Spaulding be a super sub? I think he could. Maybe. Anyone with that head of hair and that mustache exactly. should have been a super sub. Let's and let, I just want to preface yeah. this like the Rowdies would beat either of these teams <clears> on the pitch. The um, That's our bet of the week. Uh, <laughs> time reports. Uh, Benny over. <laughs> uh, no, but what, what were you guys' thoughts on? I guess the overall offensive domination and I'm trying to get back on track here. Um, the overall domination on offense that we saw in the first half, the blunder, and then the redemption. I mean, kind of a storyline yeah. within the game, if you yeah. will. So what were you guys starting with Brady? What were your thoughts on on that? Uh, like how the game went as a whole. Well, no, like offensive output and domination by the U.S. in the first half for sure. Like set the tempo. Yeah, we were we were pressing them high. I mean, we were making flashy passes. We were getting the ball up the field quick. We were making good runs. Like everybody on the team looked like they were we were working well together. Like I I love to see that in our first game, big game after like our World Cup, obviously. Yeah. But honestly. I think if we can keep playing like this and we can keep players and we can actually plug players in, like Pulisic, Pulisic is good, but he needs a team around him that can actually play consistently, you know? And, and he's Dest is going to be a mess. Dest, yeah. And McKinney. Yeah. McKinney, yeah, McKinney, McKinney obviously. Well. He got, like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but, and I'm just like, would I, before Brandon, you answer, I, I just would like to say that, um, oh, wait. Excuse Brandon, he's got a potential opportunity call here. He'll be joining us back here in a second. But, Caden, before you go, mm. um, I was just saying that the entire second half with the referee was laughable. Yeah. Um, granted, there was definitely some good calls mm. by him. Um, but at the same time, like, dude, I feel like he was just throwing yellows up. Yeah. I, I, like, it was well, mostly it's because, like, a, he was it, just trying to stop. All mm. He was trying to stop everything. The more, like, and when, when the referee like, will make a signal to the players, like, no more players should like, approach him. And then, like, if players keep on coming, he can yell at all those, those but players. But, dude, like, either way, one team is losing, so whatever cards they get are, like, it doesn't fucking matter. So, like, the, the mm. winning, like, you gotta be, I feel like you gotta be very delicate, especially in these well, the one red like, card, bigger games. The bro. red card that was given to McKinney was a VAR red card. That makes no sense, bro. When I believe it was Jorge Sanchez, when Jorge Sanchez approached him and like ripped his jersey to defend himself, McKinney put his arm out and basically like they said it was a um, it was a grab of the neck, obstruction of the neck. So that's the L Sanchez took that you were referring to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so Sanchez is a is a massive L. 
but uh, good flop. That's what soccer pretty much is, I guess. For some. Nah, there was that, there was no flops in that. Yeah, they, they were fighting. They were they were fighting. That was that was a good, that was a great match. That was a hard nosed match. There was no great match. Nobody was on the floor. That's a good round, round. Now we're fucked for next match. next game, yes. bro. It reminds mm-hmm. me of of the rivalry that we had when we had London Donovan. Yeah, London Donovan. When we, had, when we had a, good, a good rivalry between uh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, one more time. Right now we have a good rivalry with Mexico. Yeah, you, you look at when um, it was, I, I believe it was like two or three games ago, like when we faced Mexico, like two or three Mexico games ago, and it was Pulisic, and he had I, I don't know if it was one goal or two goals, but it was it was like a last minute goal to, to win, and against Mexico, it was three two. And that, that was the, that was the final final score. USA wins, and he runs around, takes off his shirt, and under his shirt he has like this. He has an undershirt that's painted on. It's called Shocker, and he's like showing the crowd, getting ha- amped up. People are like throwing water bottles at him. Like that was the hypest shit I've ever seen. And then we go here, and it's just the same shit except we dominate them. You know yeah. What I mean? No, I mean we it, dominate them. There was never a question that that I thought we were gonna lose, but I just. The, the implications of, like, those cards, like, mm. I don't know. I just feel like those should be given out, like, incredibly, especially yeah. the red card. Like, yeah, we would have two of our best players out right Like, now. that should have been, like, a legitimate discussion. Players. And, like, given McKinney and Sanchez to talk about it to the mm. ref. Sanchez then, didn't even get a red, did he? No, no bro, like, the whole thing was bullet, and then McKinney got dragged in by, like, eight guys. What about their, like, Yeah, what is he cards, supposed to bro? do? Exactly. He was getting rushed, man. Like, mm-hmm. nah, bro, what do you, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck was going on there, because, like. He ripped his jersey up, man. Dude, mm-hmm. there, there was to the bullshit. point where, like, I mean, I was definitely, I watched the entire first half, but the second half, I just watched the highlights from, but they, they were being incredibly aggressive, throwing our guys down, dragging them down. I saw that center back just completely mm-hmm. kick. Who was Mo- it? Montez, he kicked Valerian yeah. Balogun. Yeah, that's right what started the, fu- the whole fight. Like, bro, like, mm-hmm. dude, what the fuck are you doing? You just fucking, he completely sold on his assignment. Mm-hmm. And then he just fucking, like, nah, I'm fucking yeah, they were Tactical foul. Well. He kicked first, this guy's fucking shin. That was Balogun's not a tactical foul either. Mm-hmm. No, he just fucking aimed, yeah. a, aimed a kick at a guy. You know what he was really mad at? He was really mad that he was a, he's a center back and he got the ball stolen from by a striker. And he's also a bum. Really like, let me just add that in there. Because, like, that, that that whole thing, that whole sequence, like, honestly was cool and entertaining for TV value, but, like, that was laughable. It was. Like, that was honestly yeah. laughable as fuck, bro. Trying to be a coach, senior player. No, not that. even just the coach, bro, but, like, the ref, bro. Like, get it get it under control, bro. Like, no one respects you at all. That's why they're doing that. Like, you're just throwing out, yep, dude, I heard nine yellows were given out. Something Come like on, that. that's got to be, like, a legitimate, like, weird... Uh, number and then yeah. the four reds. Well, the, well, the reason yeah, why it was a weird hard. number is because it was a fight. Yeah. Whenever there's a fight, right. there's always. But a dude, line. I saw the I saw the fucking. The, again, yeah, it was a I chippy sh- game though, man. Yeah, that happens. happens. Like, it I happens get I get there. the chippiness of it, bro. But like, dude, I, I saw that ref run into a, like a pile of guys and just th- like throw up mm. the yellow to like three of them. Like, yeah. and I'm like, okay, no, no context, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, there was was a little bit of context. I mean, not really though. It was a fight. I mean, no, this wasn't even during a fight. This was, like, during, like, a little scruffle on the sideline there. What do you call the fight? When, when he's, like, when, when he's waving the card around, he's not giving other people yellow cards. No, I don't think... No, he wasn't doing that. Like, he kept reaching for his fucking... Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't see that. Maybe I didn't see that. But, um... Going into, uh... uh like, just... Dest and McKinney. Donald McDest is our most... But he was the best playmaker. I don't want to say this right now. He's the best playmaker on that pitch. 
Who Dest? Yeah, yeah, last night he was McKinney the best player. He had a beautiful pass to mm-hmm. uh, Tim Weah. And then Dest had the amazing through pass to, to Ricardo Pepe. Right uh, assist, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, Talk about Pepe, Caden. I know you're, uh, I know you're mm-hmm. a big fan of him. So even before, I don't know, just hit my, hit my shoulder. But um, even before the game, going into the El Salvador, we uh, going into the El Salvador game, we beat Granada. I believe it was like six or seven to zero. And then I don't know if Ricardo Pepe. I think he played and had some had some good had some good chances there. He was looking like a, a really good striker. And then he goes into the El Salvador game, zero zero, deadlocked whole game. Like why why is the U.S. men's team getting shut down by El Salvador? He comes in like nine minutes on the pitch, scores the 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 the, the groundbreaking goal to uh, to get the win, and then coming into this, he just does it again a super sub. He's a known super sub at this point. I, I was wondering when do you, when does he get a shot? I know we we just signed Valerian Balogun, but in some of the games that don't really matter that much, I think we should be starting Ricardo Pepe, or he definitely should get the invite to the next World Cup. He definitely will. We left him out of last World Cup squad, which is bullshit. We also left out Gio Reyna, which you can tell made a difference. Look how much better we are with Gio Reyna. He's yeah, out there. I think the world exactly. will see that now. He's a streaky player. I mean, it, dude, like you said, and this ties into Messi and the expansion of soccer, people are going to start paying more and more attention to this. And mm. This guy will be putting up, be put on a hot seat if he doesn't mm. call up the right fucking guys. So, I mean, mm. it's, it's really all up to him because apparently there's some shady shit going on with, you know, the whole business been coming back mm. and you know, what was the point of all this? You were talking about that earlier, exactly, Kane, and we'll yeah. tap into this real quick. But, I, you know, if he's going to bring his emotions into the starting lineup, then he can go fuck himself. So mm-hmm. that's all I have to say about it. I mean, it was really, I believe there was some sort of scandal with him and uh, not really like a massive, like, like, like weird scandal like that with, uh, uh, with Gio Reyna. He left him out of the World Cup squad, mm-hmm. left out Ricardo Pepe. And I believe one match we uh, we tied one one with Jamaica, and he said it was an acceptable outcome. How is tying one one with Jamaica an acceptable outcome? <laughs> are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We just beat Mexico three uh, zero. And under well, DJ if we, Callahan, if he comes in and we start struggling, we know where the problem lies, and we should have kept mm-hmm. this interim coach for a little longer and stayed with the hot hand. And, uh, and we were supposed to wait until. The, the rest of the 45 minutes were up and the game was over to make the, to make the decision. But they hired Greg Berthalter mid-game. Mid-game. Yeah, that, that's a huge mistake. That's, that's, what are you doing? Like, we were down 1-0. We, we were up 1-0. We had, we were buzzing. We were, we were looking great. BJ Callahan, like, our second interim coach that we had in this six-month period without having a head coach. And he's actually, and like... And wins a huge game. Like, a big-ass game. Destroys Mexico. Mm-hmm. And you see us, you see us like playing like an actual good like American team. It was the best American team I've saw play in my entire life. Mm. With under BJ Callahan too, like this is a a young coach who can really start some shit with USA. You know what I mean? Like if we if we do sign him, that's a big jump in not only his career but that could really affect us positively too. If he can go out there and beat Mexico three 0 No, that's great to put on your resume for sure. Mm. But um. And another thing I'd like to just add in there is like you saw complete class. Yes. Like yes. in all forms of the fucking mm. game, bro. The the back four or whatever we were running 
I think we ran like a 4-3-3. I'm not sure. I believe it was a 4-3-3, but it wasn't an attacking 4-3-3. It was a defense 4-3-3 with Giannis Musa at CDM. They played beautifully back there, especially in the first half. They were just stout. They didn't bend. They didn't stray out of formation or miss an assignment. They had a couple shots on goal and stuff like that, but like nothing like that was like, oh, shit. I actually... I don't know. Did did they have? Cause I yeah, they had one shot on target, but it was it was a missed pass, I believe. Like it was supposed to be well, a volley and miss. I mean, like again, I, how many chances did they have total in the first half? Well, they only had five shots on yeah. target, and weirdly enough, they had fifty four uh, percent percentage of uh, possession over us. Hmm. So they so dominated they... possession by four percent. That's strange because it's mm-hmm. felt different, but yeah, maybe did. they were just holding it back there, just getting it back on their end. Because we were making plenty of runs, and Pulisic had that first fucking blunder. Um, did you want to talk about that, Caden? Yeah, Pulisic, you look at, much like his career now, like, he's on, like, I wouldn't say a really a little bit of a, a rough patch, but the team he's on is in a bit of a rough patch. Chelsea, as a whole, is just not in the best shape of right now, and he's looking to get out of there, especially with Tim Weah. Tim Weah is going to be leaving... Uh, Liel soon, the League One team. Uh, Ricardo Pepe's going to be looking for a transfer to Europe. You know, Valerian Ballion's going back to Arsenal. And you see so much change with all of our players incurring. And Christian Pulisic is just the shining star of, of our entire program. He has been for those past years. And, <clears throat> and his, his, uh, I don't, that, that first blunder, it, was, it got my hopes up so much. Well, like when he was running in, and then he juked out Ochoa of all people, the Salentina goalie who's been going off this year and goes off every single time when he plays for Mexico, like a different person when he puts on that that Not Mexico last game. night. Not last night though. It's, he's kind of a hit and miss or two, but um, it was it was classic Pulisic. He just it was. snapped. He made up for that blunder. Got he a did. brace. Oh, yeah. Could have had a hat trick though. Could have been better. I think always with Pulisic, you always see just great positioning, mm-hmm. great shots, great great finishing. Actually. Vision as well. Yeah, great great court, like just field vision. Mm-hmm. He gets into all the right spots, all the right lanes. Like you can't stop the guy when he's, you know, like when he's going. Like you saw him speed by, he sped by everybody for both of his goals. He has burst. He has pace changing ability. Exactly. And he's able to like outrun a lot of these fucking wing backs, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. It's he can blow right by him, and then the center back, like, what's he gonna fucking do? I believe he uh, he gave Jorge Santos an L. He, he legit went back, level changed, and and just turned around on him on down, and just ran down. I believe that's yeah. how he got his second goal. Well, dude, either way, Sanchez had L's across the board there. Mm-hmm. Um, L Sanchez in the chat yeah. there. L Montes, fuck Montes. And uh, L to anyone instigating a fight against this uh, young, young God-fearing American team. Mm-hmm. You understand? <laughs> we're gonna come in here. We're gonna win this World Cup. And we, we only bad thing is we got we gotta win the Cup first. Yeah, man. we do. Actually, we, we can talk, we talk about the next game. And um, next game is against Canada. In Canada, we'll talk it's about that game. Alfonso Davies and John Davis. Oh my God, Alfonso Davies, Jonathan Davis, bro. He's the uh, he's ju- he's just like uh, Valerian Valian, same league, and I believe he might have a little bit more goals than uh, than uh, than him in in City. I mean, I mean, I mean in, in League One. Let me get these stats real quick. 
I mean, that's just going to be interesting to see because uh, we have that'll be another continental rival there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. Another neighbor as well, which is pretty crazy. No, like that's kind of what I meant. But yeah, yeah. like it, it. I didn't expect Canada to have. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, people are born in Canada, but yeah, I didn't expect them to have any names. To tell you the truth. I yeah, feel like if Alfonso you have Davies, yeah, Davies is the Davies, best guy. He, he's on Bayern Munich. One of the best players. He's on, he's on Bayern Munich. Now he's even moved up to right wing as well. Mm. Played right back his whole, like pretty much his whole time at Bayern Munich. Now he wants to get into attacking form. Well, he's played attacking his entire life, and he only played right back at um, at uh, Bayern. He was meant to, when they first got him, he was meant to be the replacement. And for, for whoever they whoever they had before. And they they kind of just they got I believe Leroy Sané and then they had to move him back to right back, so kind of kind of played out his cards a little bit more. So you, you see him in more attacking roles even as a right back. He's kind of like a like a uh, like a Ryan Spalding almost. So he's a, an attacking oh, back, yes oh. sir. But uh, Jonathan David, do not sleep on the man. He had a goal and an assist. He was he was in on every single attacking uh, goal that they got. And two uh, zero came in, it was a good strike in the, in the inside of the box, and then just dumped it right off to uh, twenty four goals this season. In oh my god, that's crazy! But ba- Balogun had had like twenty, I believe, something like that. Twenty, twenty one. Either way, I think just overall the performance on all the levels of of this team just was clearly like that the best that I've seen as well as you guys. I'm sure, mm-hmm. even from like the World Cup. And stuff, you know. But uh, how do you guys think we're gonna measure up against Canada, Brady? I think we're gonna measure up quite well. I think so as well. You got a, a score prediction? Uh, I'm gonna go two nil United States. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to go three one USA. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two two US wins on penalties in extra time. Damn, bro. That's, that's a fucking. That's, that's a L prediction, bro. We'll is that an win. L? That's, that's a win, bro. That's, that's a W. Well, that's, no, that's a win. win, but like, is that an L prediction? Though? That's a W prediction. We're still going to go to extra time. I like the 3-1 better. I like 2-0. I like 3-1 like better. Nah, we're not keeping the clean sheet, bro. Um, but uh, we really appreciate everyone for tuning in to this episode of our, just I guess, recap of the U.S. men's team. Mm. Uh, and their match against Mexico was definitely really exciting to watch the the second half highlights and stuff. The first half was entertaining as hell. But anything else you guys wanted to end off on? Not really. I guess. USA. USA. Yeah, so most USA, so most rowdies. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. But uh, we really appreciate that. Everyone, um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. Uh, we are up constantly updating on soccer and just football and Tons of different stuff on there, so make sure you give us some support, and we really appreciate that. So take care, everyone. Peace.